Right, welcome to the Dragon Thistle Rugby Pod. Uh, I'm Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host Mike. How's things, mate? Very good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Living the dream. Really? No, no. It's COVID. <laughs> I'm working. Um, I'm just trying to be a bit upbeat, aren't I? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be upbeat. Like, this week is is kind of bittersweet for me. Um, I'm sure it's the same for you. Obviously, as everyone knows, it's well Scotland. I get the excitement, I get the nerves all week, especially now the teams have been announced. Um, but also, we should have been we should have been there for this fixture. And I know it's completely different. I know it's played at the Scarlet, so no one's going to be there. But we should have been there for this game, shouldn't we? It's a bit bittersweet. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. So but we were we were in Cardiff. Though, we were there. You weren't there. We were there. No, we were there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's a tinge of sadness in this game because uh, it was a game we were there. But apart from that, mate, no. Golden, how about you? Yeah, can't wait. Uh, really looking forward to the game. Um, if you're going off, I don't know, the form that Scotland started showing towards the end of Six Nations and the form Wales were showing and then the, the way they play, both teams played last week. As a Scot, I'm really looking forward to it because I feel that Wales are there for the taking. But um, we all know how well Scotland play in Wales. So, yeah. Uh, We'll never know. We'll see. We're still apprehensive. Looking forward to it, but very apprehensive still. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that as the pod goes on. So as usual, a little bit different. Obviously, the one we did on Sunday was we just kind of reviewed both the games, as Mike's just been saying, um, contrasting fortunes for both teams. Um, tonight we'll probably be, we'll, we'll be going back to sort of our normal format. We've got a little bit of news to talk about. Um, we'll go through the Pro 14 games and then we'll finish, probably finish with the big one, which is obviously the Wales Scotland game this weekend. So um, we'll, so we'll start with the news. We'll start with the, unfortunately, the unfortunate sad news today of uh, JJ Williams passing away. Uh, obviously, a Wales um, British Lions legend. Fortunately, never, obviously, we're, we're, we're quite young, so we never really got to see him play live. but... Uh, I've seen a lot of his footage of the, the tries he scored for Wales and the Lions. I'll, I'll probably remember him more because he was uh, uh, he used to commentate on Wales games, and he had quite a quite a nice voice for commentating, I'd say. But that's how I remember him. But yeah, absolute legend. Um, yeah, sorry he's passed away. Uh, and obviously, all our love to his family and all the fans out there. Um, something obviously we both. I mean. The next bit I've got there, moving on from there, is um, the Barbarians. Well, it turns out it's Barbarians 13, isn't it? Originally, it was down as the Barbarians 12, and now it's the Barbarians 13. I know this is kind of a bit of old news, but obviously we, we managed to discuss it last week when it all came out. I mean, one of the reasons I was going to discuss it, because it might have had a you know a bit of a an effect on Scotland, because... From this, Maitland's been kicked out the Scottish team now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's gone. Rightly so as well, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's the second yeah, time he's done it. I think the last pod he did it when he was uh, for Saracens earlier in the in the year. So, uh, yeah, I think it's the right decision. Um, it doesn't have to be a permanent thing. You know, come the Six Nations in the new year, he could be back, um, which is fine. But at the same time, it's a good chance for Van der Merwe, uh, King Orn, Darcy Graham and that to get some game time. 
I mean, the, the thing I'm going to say, I'm just going to call them fools. Just, I mean, I realise Rob Shaw has, has took quite a lot of grief. And I know people have said it, it's horrible. Probably some of the things people have said, rightly, probably aren't, aren't, aren't nice. But I do think they should be accountable. I will say, well done for coming out and making basically a statement that he was told to make. It was a standard statement, wasn't it? But at least he's done it. And I think Jackson Ray, Wigglesworth. But there's some players who haven't actually come out and said anything, have they? Or apologised. Um, whether they've been told not to, I don't know. Um, hard to deny it as well when the video footage came out of him playing a drinking game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to the players who haven't come out and made statements, I'm just going to say dickheads. Absolute whoppers, you know. I mean, dickheads anyway as well. I mean, just because, like, for for some players, like, for Vern Cotter, obviously, like, a man, you know, people regard very highly, you know, and, like, um, Maitland and um, Swinton both played for him under Scotland, and he they've, they've let him down, do you know what I mean? Um, massively, yeah. you know. And they've got Swinton, with him. Tim Swinton did an interview the day before, didn't he, saying... Oh, you know, we've got everything we need in here. We know exactly the rules of where we can and can't be. So it looks even worse now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know I'm laughing there, like, but yeah, idiots. I mean, it's, you know, there's not many times, or there will probably be never any time that I will support the uh, English Rugby Union. But in this day and age, with the financial plight of Rugby Union, they've lost a million pounds just from TV yeah. and advertising rights. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Take, take away the money the money out of it as well. There's, there's young lads that would have got their first opportunity to play for England as well, you know, and, and, and that's gone now. And, um, you know, they may... I'd like to think they'll get a chance in the future, but, you know, you don't know. Yeah, and the Barbarians, you know, it's a privilege to be picked for the Barbarians. You know what I mean? There's, you know, lots of players have done it, but, you know, not everyone's done it. And I just think... I just think it's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, that uh, I, I realise they had to stay in a hotel probably for a couple of weeks... But it's, you know, you make them agreements, you sign a contract to say you're going to do that. And I think it's just, I mean, I think probably, I think one of the worst things for me is you're talking about all the the players we've named. They're not kids. They're not youngsters. They're not people coming in and, you know what I mean? You're talking about ex-England captain, you know, Wigglesworth, been around for ages, Jackson Ray, been around for Swinson, been around for a long time. You're not talking about kids sneaking out. You know, you had, uh, who was it in football? Um, Greenwood and oh, Phil Foden. That, yeah. So listen, unacceptable from them, but the young, you know, the young kids. That that isn't young kids. You know, you're, you're talking about top experienced players. So, but it sounds like they're going to get disciplined now, anyway. So, um, so that's all good. That's all good. I think they deserve whatever they can take. I don't know whether it would, I'd imagine it'd be fines. I think there was talk in the disciplinary thing. You can find it online. Um, of match bands and stuff. I can't imagine that. I'd imagine it's just going to be fine. So, yeah, full yeah. of idiots. Um, and to be honest, as, as horrible as it'll be, and, you know, it shouldn't tarnish their careers because a lot of them have had really good careers, but, you know, it will, you know, Chris Robshaw will probably be forever known as the England captain who didn't get out of the group stage and this. Yeah, that's right a, on, yeah. That's, and that's just that's just the world we live in. They won't remember all the good things he's probably done, the good games he's played, and all the things he's probably done in the background. That's what he's going to be remembered for now. So, yeah, dickheads. We'll move on from that. It's Webster's anyway. So, <laughs> so um, my next 
bit there. Uh, Gatlin's obviously been in the in the news a lot this week. Um, one of the things that stuck out was um, he was talking about the obviously England players being picked. So the Lions are playing Japan in a friendly on the 26th of June up at Murrayfield. And it coincides with the final of the Premiership. So obviously players playing in that, that final, you know, will obviously not be in the team. But what he is saying is the potential for England players or English-based players, let's get this right, it's not just English players, English-based players are being picked for that tour will diminish, as in the 50-50 calls will probably go to players from England, Scotland, uh, sorry, Scotland, Wales and Ireland um, because because of Premiership Rugby, because it sits out of the test window, they won't release any players. So it doesn't matter if you're not playing that final, they're not releasing any players for that, that game, which obviously, you know, means they're going to make a, miss a lot of training. I think they'll only be able to get into camp sort of a week before the first game or not even that before the first game um, which is a tough one really I mean the only, I mean it's probably saving grace you'll have the Saracens boys <laughs> yeah which yeah, is Toji and Jamie George probably three starters to be fair but uh, yeah so that that's all good I don't want I don't want you know you wanted to see a competitive squad I'm sure Gatland you know We'll still want to pick some of these players. I think the 50-50 calls will come down to um, some of the players. I think players like, you know, if extra in the final, Hogg will not be in that 50-50 category. He'll be, I think he goes, do you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, for some players, if, if they're, I mean, for some players, if you're talking... Someone like Johnny, Johnny Gray could be one of them kind of players. Potentially, yeah. Or the back row. We were talking about the competition in the back row is unbelievable, isn't it? And you could end up being one of them 50-50 players because you can't, you know, you don't get that opportunity. So it'd be sad. And hopefully they can come to some resolution about it. I know the Lions have offered money. They've offered all sorts. Um, and it just keeps getting turned down. So hopefully um, um, they can sort that. I know he's been talking about uh, Pibak um, and obviously saying, you know, you know how, how tough it is to take on the Wells job and stuff. I know he said, uh, he commented about, you know, I think it's good that they're trying to change the way they play, but um, potentially they might need to be a bit more pragmatic about it rather than try and change it so soon, maybe kind of go a 50-50. But says, you know, he knows it's a hard job. Um, Obviously, that's something we'll we'll discuss later on in the pod as well. So, yeah, he's been talking. I know you've got a bit about Gatman talking in the press as well, haven't you? Yeah, so the bits I saw... Um, was from so for, for Scotland fans normally all he does if he ever mentions a Scottish player it's normally always Stuart Hogg but he was asked about captaincy for um, the Lions today in which he said that you know I won't be making any decisions on captain until after the squad's picked and I've spoke to the other coaches about who he thinks the right person he also said that the, the captain isn't guaranteed a, a spot in the, the 23 you know so it, it it can all change. Uh, and, and he said that on the, about the last tour as well, which is fair. We actually name-checked. It might have been five. I can't remember the four. That was Brown, McAnally, Hogg and Gray, and Johnny Gray. So that's really good for Scotland because it does mean he knows more than just Stuart Hogg. So happy with that. Um, and then the other bit I had for Lions news uh, was that he was, uh, he's was he been given permission now to approach uh, the Home Nation coaches 
um, to see if he wants any of them to be uh, in his coaching setup. So I imagine uh, like likes of Andy Farrell, uh, Gregor Townsend, for example, you know, may get approached. I'd probably expect Farrell to be uh, defence coach unless Sean Edwards comes in. But I don't know what his contract's like with France for that. I think he's already uh, like... said no. Say again? I think he's already said no. I think he just, I yeah. think had my, my deals with France now, that's, yeah. it won't be that soon. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be, uh, yeah, I think Farrell will probably get, pro- uh, uh, will get, Approach as defence coach and probably Townsend as attack coach, and uh, obviously Lancaster has been linked as well quite a lot. Yeah. So um, be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean the, the tour captain thing. Like he did the same to last tour. Obviously, uh, Marnie uh, O'Mahony was uh, captain in the first right. test was a war, but it wasn't necessarily uh, fit. So I see that. I mean, we spoke about this. If you go and listen to our Lions episode earlier on, a little plug there. <laughs> no, for me, you know, if you were going to take Alan Wynne Jones, I'd take him as a tour captain. And if he's playing well enough, he's your, your, your test captain. If he's not playing well enough, you pick someone else. That sort of scenario, I can see that because, you know, I, th- I think you, you do need to have, um, you know, a leader as, you, as your tour captain. So, yeah, that's. Um, yeah, I'm not shocked by that. I'm not shocked by that because, like you say, anything can happen. Anything with injuries and stuff, there's no point in sticking your, your hat to one person because anything can happen, can't they, in a tour? So. Yeah, yeah, true. Any other news? So, the other news I was kind of talk. well, it was more stuff that I've been um, just reading. So, uh, one of the things I do want to mention is uh, France... Uh, uh, Scotland women's uh, game uh, finished 13 all, uh, like absolutely hell of a result for for Scotland ladies, um, because you know they're basically a semi pro team at best, and then they played against pretty much a, a fully professional team in in France, and to to get a, a 13 13 draw with them uh, is unbelievable result for them, and um, hopefully you know that's that's a sign of things to come in women's rugby in Scotland, so. Hopefully they can keep pushing that. The only downside from it is it means that England ladies won the tournament. So, uh, you know, not ideal from that point yeah. of view. But uh, yeah. but very well played, Scottish ladies um, did, did very very well. And then the other thing that I've noticed that it's been on t- uh, more like on social media really is the, um, the pressure Danny Wilson seems to be under so early into his um, his Glasgow reign. Um, I get. That he's obviously trying to go a, a slightly different way than um, than obviously what David Rennie did and Gregor Townsend before him, um, but you know Glasgow need to start getting results and and and, and playing much better than what they are doing at the moment. Um, when they do play, there's a lot of basic errors being made, um, and and the players just aren't performing. Uh, Hugh Jones really is the only one that's coming out with any real credit at the moment. He's in he's in very good form at fullback. I still like to see him play a bit more at centre. Um, but then the other thing is, um, which Peter Horn seems to be getting a lot of flack for his uh, his role as a ten. Um, I've got, I think when when Glasgow are short, I've got no dramas with Peter Horn playing at ten. But he is a twelve. You know, play him at twelve. Give him. It's not Peter Horn's necessarily his fault. It's not his his natural position to play ten. Um, and they've got Brandon Thompson there. You know, he's he's only twenty five. Give him another go. Uh, and they have got youth players coming through as well that you know that could that could fill in that. It doesn't have to be Peter Horn playing that just because he's experienced. You know, put put him at twelve next to Brandon Thompson, 
George Horn at nine or Ali Price if it's not internationals. And, uh, you know, he's got cool heads either side of, um, of Brandon Thompson there. Give him a go and, uh, and see what happens. So, um, but for Danny Wilson, I think mean, he's under a lot of pressure. Uh, Glasgow has, you know, last few five, six, seven, eight years been very successful, always finishing the top towards the top of the table and at the moment they're really struggling. So he's under big pressure at the moment. Right. So that will actually slide into obviously the Pro 14. You've basically gone through the Glasgow bit now. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, but like, we'll, we'll quickly go through the Pro 14. Unless you got sorry, unless you got anything else in the news. Uh no, that was it for news, yeah. No, sad. So, obviously, uh, yeah, Pro 14 was played over the weekend. Not everyone played, but Friday night was the Scarlets, 10-3. They beat Treviso away. Game was awful. Conditions were awful, but the rugby was was terrible, to be fair. Like, yeah, a terrible, terrible game. Um, but it's a win. Don't know what's going on at the Scarlets. I don't know if the coaches are trying to change the game. I don't, I'm not too sure. They had a player sent off in the last sort of 10 minutes which is retrospectively been changed to they, they didn't even deem it a red card so his band's been taken away from him so yeah the referee wasn't that great that night he's took quite a bit of flack from what I've seen and he's actually the referee for our game on Saturday so what, Andrew Brace Andrew, Andrew Brace yeah Irish guy so um, so yeah, there's not a lot to talk. There's not a lot to talk about. That was good. Good for Liam Williams to have a run out. He got 80 minutes, so um, that was probably the only positive from that game. And then Saturday, uh, Ospreys Glasgow. I think you've got over parts of the um, parts of the Glasgow issues. Yeah, uh, Ospreys, I mean Ospreys coming out 23-15. It must be said. I don't know if you've seen the game. It must be said. I agree. Obviously. Coaches like Pivac, people are putting them under pressure and obviously results pay. But Glasgow dominated that first 30, 35 minutes and should have been well ahead. But you cannot, no coach can stop players making mistakes. Well, yeah, yeah, agreed. But what are they doing in training? Like they, these are players that shouldn't make these mistakes so are they oh, are they right. training properly and things like that you know what I mean it's a standard and intensity in training what it was well, with dominated. David Rennie they were absolutely dominating they should have should honestly Ospreys should not have been even in the game and second half I'm going to take my hat off to the Ospreys and uh, miss a lot of players and that, and that's the thing I mean the thing for Glasgow is and obviously someone said that every, every team's missing players or most teams are missing players right now aren't they Glasgow actually had a few back didn't they yeah, they did, didn't, they, have, didn't have the team worst out. team out. Yeah, no, it, I didn't think they had the worst team out, you know. Um, and Ospreys, you know, Adam Beard got man of the match. He was immense. I think he was... Um, Proving a point, I think. Sending a message to... out. I think he was sending a message out. Young Dewey Lake at Hooker, he was brilliant as well. So, great win for the Ospreys. Obviously, things to think about for Glasgow. And Danny Wilson, I, I quite like... When he was Cardiff coach, Cardiff Blues coach, you know, they won the European Challenge Cup. They did quite a good few things. Uh, I think, you know, he should be given time. He's coming in, he, he hasn't exactly come in at a great time either, has he? It's not probably no, a no, great I, time. I, I, I think he should, be given, he should be given more time, 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's uh, just, but, you know, it's fans, isn't it? Well, yeah, and but Glasgow are normally, a, you know, the team have a very good win win percentage and uh, and perform quite well, play entertaining rugby and score lots of tries. True, but uh, they've, they've, they've lost quite a lot of good players. 
Yeah, they, they, but I mean, you say that, but look at their back line. It's still got Hugh Jones at fullback, Tommy Seymour, Nick Grigg, Sam Johnson, Tagivi, Peter Horn, and Jamie Dovey. You know, there's there's internationals and ex-internationals across that back line. That should be doing more. Forwards, I'll give you that. You know, some of the forwards, you know, but they've still got George Turner, very good. Richie Gray, very good. Ryan Wilson, you know, ex-Scotland um, player. Um, so Tom Gordon, probably a Scotland player in the future. So there's plenty of talent there for them to to be doing better than what they're doing. But Ryan, Ryan Wilson got asked to go and play for the Barbarians. Did he? Yeah, and he, um, you know, because obviously they tra- they were trying to make the fixture. Had yeah, Cardiff, yeah, yeah. Blue, Cardiff Blue sent three players down, and um, I think Nathan Hines was one of the coaches for the Barbarians. Yeah, and he rang Ryan Wilson and said, "Listen, you know, I fucking, I've got a game on Saturday." And he was like, "But you know, I'd, 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 I'd have done it probably. I'd have done it, you know, just to have a run out for the Barbarians." <laughs> He's apparently went into yeah. Dave Wilson's office and said. Oh, listen, I'm going to go and play for the Barbarians on Sunday as well. Apparently, Danny Wilson just looked at him and said, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, he was on, um, he's got a podcast, Danny, on the rugby pass now. He does like, yeah. on there. so yeah, he, he, told, he told the story, listen to it today. Quite a funny story. Um, quite so funny, can, yeah, Ryan Wilson. He's yeah, quite, he's to, be fair, he, yeah he, to be honest, he's been pretty good. I think it's like Zebo, Jamie Roberts, Dylan Hartley. Dylan Hartley. Yeah. Um, um, Wilson, Ryan Wilson, yeah. I, I will say with Ryan Wilson, if you watch him wind up Danny Kerr on the um, uh, Rugby Union Weekly, he's very good at that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, right, moving on to the Sunday games. Ulster 40, Dragon 17. I don't think anyone's shocked by this. I think, like we said before, this thing, things are looking up for the Dragons, but obviously once, once they're sort of better players are, uh, are called up, um, you know, They've got some good youngsters, um, but Ulster are a very good team. I don't think they've been ravaged by Ireland call-ups either. Still got some very good players there. And Ulster have been playing really well this season. Um, Cooney's been called up by Ireland. They've seen since. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's not in the squad, though. Is he not? No. Oh, no, he's not in the team, is he, no? That's what he's doing now. So, yeah, another bad day for the Osprey, yeah, for, the, for the Dragons. And then um, the game that Mike wanted to kick me off the pod for last week, Edinburgh, Edinburgh Connaught. So Connaught won 37 26. I watched some of the game. It was a pretty decent game. There was one great try from, from Edinburgh, but I unfortunately got uh, chalked off. Now, yeah. So I understand, right? So you were talking about Danny Wilson under pressure. Should Richard Cockrell not be a bit under pressure? So, yes and no, I suppose. I think uh, what Cockers has done over the and what he's built over the last year or two, well, two, three, two years he's been there, I think. I think he's, he's earned himself some grace. Um, I, I think that's the only reason he's not under as much pressure at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he needs to start getting results soon uh, as well, which is going to be harder now because there's so many Edinburgh players in the Scotland team. Um, but I think, like, because Danny Wilson hasn't earned that kind of grace yet because he's not done anything with Glasgow, whereas Cockers has took Edinburgh from a very mediocre team to a, a very good team. That's why, you know, he's got that a little bit more time to, uh, to, to, to to turn it around, I think. Yeah, I think with, unfortunately for Edinburgh, and it was, there was a big thing made of it, I don't think, big, probably not a big thing of it made of it with um, 
by Edinburgh. But obviously, you know, Richard Cockrell made a big thing of, it was very well known, big thing of where the underdogs, where the underdogs. And I think the difference now, obviously, when once they get to semi-finals, it was more expectation rather than being the underdog. So I don't know whether that's got something to do with it. I tell you, um, I, I know exactly what it is. Is they've literally won one game since Matt Scott left. Fact. <laughs> it's all Matt Scott, isn't it, mate? Well, who else has left? No one. Just Matt Scott. They haven't got a centre now that gets over the game line, and he did that. They haven't got that oh, anymore. They get no They're getting back, but no, that is part of it. Like um, Christie's good twelve. But he don't. He don't get over the game line like Matt Scott did. And that then Matt Scott go over the game line, which then gave the likes of Bennett and Darcy Graham and people are the the space and that to do whatever they need and get that front football. They haven't got anyone that does it anymore. It doesn't have to be Matt Scott that does that. They could get he's Alex nice Dunbar in. They get Alex Dunbar in if he's fit. He'd get over the game line. That's what he does. They haven't got anyone that does that anymore. They haven't got that ball carrying centre um, that Matt Scott or Alex Dunbar or Jamie Roberts or someone like that. They haven't got that. And that's what they need. You'd like to know who they signed to get to get rid of him. Yeah, absolutely. Love to know. Because you know, obviously his money's been used somewhere else, hasn't it? His money's been used for smiles. And, not, and it wasn't even to, and it wasn't to bring in a ten either because they ain't got one. They've yeah, got Jacko and, and they've got Chamberlain. That's it. And they didn't really sign that many players, did they? Either. Not massively, no. So unless I mean. I mean, we all know the story of Matt Scott, you know, and, you know, you, know, you love him, so. Um, he's a good player, though. He's a good player. He's, he's, you know what I mean? He's, he's probably is a bit unfortunate, but, um, yeah, let's move on from Matt Scott because uh, other people other people are taking the mick out of you for it now, aren't they? So, that's yeah. the best thing. From 365. Getting bounced on social media about me, which is class. I love it, man. <laughs> love it. Right, so, Let's uh, let's move on to the uh, the main event. Um, obviously, the big game on Saturday, quarter past two kickoff at the uh, Scarlets, uh, where Wales will be having all their games. Now, I should have probably mentioned that actually. Should I? Sorry, all Wales's games in the autumn are going to be played there. Now makes sense. Obviously, there's gonna, definitely going to be no crowds. Um, so there's no point in playing in London or anything like that. Right? So. Yep, all their home games. So the game against Georgia, England, and whoever we play in that final game that will be played at the Scarlets. Um, yeah, so um, I think first we'll sort of name the teams uh, and then obviously we can discuss selection and obviously discuss about how we think the game's going to go. So I'll introduce the home side. So Wales made six changes. Um so, I'm not shocked by that. Obviously, the team that I mentioned last week, um, I made a lot of changes as well. So, if I was going to be honest, when I seen it today, forward pack. So, the forward pack is Carey, Elias, Francis, Rollins, Alan Jones, Shane Lewis Hughes, who's going to make his debut, uh, Tiprick and uh, Falatel. I'm actually quite happy with that as a forward pack. Um, I like the fact they brought Rollins in. I was a bit worried that they might just throw him on the bench, but I think you're bringing in, you know, was he six foot eight, 19 stone, likes to get around the park, uh, around the park tackles. Uh, it's another ball carrier, so it's a big lad. 
Um, Francis, I think, comes in because he was our first choice tight, uh, first choice uh, tight head. And I'd be interesting to see Shane Lewis Hughes. I've been quite impressed with him. I think I've, I've said it on the podcast a few times. I think um, he is a modern day sort of back row, six foot four, seventeen stone, athletic guy. Tackles all day, but he's got a bit more to his game than that. So I was pretty happy with the forward pack. Um, and then the backs they picked Gareth Davis, bigger Josh Adams, Owen Watkin, John Davis, Liam Williams on the wings, and Halfpenny fullback. <sighs> Bit disappointed in the back. I don't say I'm not saying to say I'm disappointed in the backs. I would have preferred. I, I realise Louis Reesamit is out with what they believe is the onset of shin splints. I think I read. I know he's got a shin injury, but they think it's onset of shin splints. And I'm hoping he'll be back for the Ireland game, which is two weeks away. So that's a bit disappointing, but I'd have still, I'd still changed some things up. Um, I wouldn't have had bigger there. I, I would have picked Sheedy, but if, if Sheedy wasn't going to start, I'd have, I'd have started Patchell. I think a lot of Wales's picks are down to the weather because um, it's looking like it's going to be horrendous conditions. So they bigger sort of. I think they picked Owen Watkin in the centre. I'd have preferred Tompkins. I don't, you know, think you've got to give people an opportunity to forge partnerships. Um, but obviously they picked Owen Watkins. I think they want a bit more of a crash ball guy at twelve. Liam Williams, really good in the air. So I think there might be a lot of kicking on Saturday. Um, and Halfpenny at fullback. I'd have preferred Liam Williams at fullback. Or Jonah Holmes maybe given a go. Um, bench is Sam Parry, Wynn Jones, Dylan Lewis, um, Corey Hill, James Davis, Lloyd Williams. Oh, fucking just don't get it. Patchell and Tompkins. Um, so just a few things, my few thoughts on the Wales team. Uh, Bax, he's picked it for wet weather. 100% he's picked the backs for wet weather. I realise Adams didn't have the greatest game under the high ball last week, but he is good under the high ball. I think it's just, hopefully, it's just one of the one hand games. So I don't think anyone from Wales is very good under the high ball. Kicking games going to have to be better. Kicking to t- players like Hogg and Darcy Graham, very good in open play. So, yeah, kicking games going to have to be better. But the, the, the one thing that sticks out to me is Lloyd Williams on the bench. You pick a guy, you pick Kieran Hardy as your, your third choice scrum half. And this has come from Pivak's mouth. Hardy was never going to play in the first two games, whatever. He was not going to play in the first two games. They made that decision because, you know, he's, got, he's a prospect. So they picked a guy, Lloyd Williams, who hasn't played for Wales since the World Cup. And he's picked him because he's played a World Cup and he's got 29 caps. Lloyd Williams is a good player. I don't dispute that. But I have no I do not see why you pick a young scrum half as your third choice to then not play him when there's an injury. Put him on the bench. You know, at the end of the day, Wales are playing for fourth or fifth place. For fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I totally agree. I, and I, I can't I can't believe that you pick a player and you're not going to play him in the first two games. The basically he's basically turned around and said the autumn games, we're going to change the team round in those three games. Um, I'm trying to find what they believe is going to be the best team to then go and compete in the six in the in the Six Nations in 2021. 
my point to that, and this is no disrespect to Scotland, we're going to play Ireland and England. Ireland away and England at Scarlet, and we're playing Georgia. Georgia, I think you can put a mixed team out, but you're not going to send a team out to Ireland and mix and match loads of players, and you're still not going to do that against England. I just find it crazy. Um, so, yeah, those are my thoughts on the team. Um, is it a competitive team? Of course it's a competitive team. At the end of the day, a lot of our players, you know, I I, I love and hate bigger, but he's the sort of player who will turn up and have a, an amazing game because he's getting a load of criticism. You know, half penny, he's not scaring anyway, but if he is going to be a kick fest, you know, he's a, he's a great defensive fullback. So, yeah, yeah. Some of the some of them six changes, which is more than I thought would be, um, but very conservative in the back line, in my opinion. Yeah, agree. So I suppose the only argument I'd make with the scrum half thing, obviously, pick three. I'm assuming he's banking on not getting injured. Injury. Yeah, pick four then. Um, so so he's he's obviously gone well. they the two. Uh, was it Gareth Davis and uh, Reese Webb well, are going to be the two yeah. that play? The, yeah, the two that are going to play my first two games. Yeah. And we'll bring the young lad in, obviously, to just get in that. This is being around a, a national squad, and this is what it's about. And yeah. then obviously Webb's got injured, and he's gone. Well, I don't want to throw him in because it's too early for him. So, you know, I'm I'm going to do this, and and he bring in is it Lloyd Williams? He's brought in. That yeah. I mean, I suppose that's what he's done. He's used him more for 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 the young lad. He's been brought in to be a train. Yeah, but you know, if he's not ready, he's not ready, and he's brought him in to, to try and see how we react into that kind of environment, and get him used to, and maybe it's just getting used to um, some of the the calls and the plays that they do. Uh, and you know, then I don't, come, I don't think, I don't come the Eight Nations tournament. You know, he might be, you know, he might be up to up to speed on the play. He's, 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 he's going to play in that Eight Nations. He said he's going to play. He's probably against... There you go. So, you know, that extra few weeks in training in, with the national team, you know, that could be just what he needs. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's right or whatever. I'm just saying that's something... Be, I wouldn't have picked Lloyd Williams, Say again? I, I wouldn't have picked Lloyd Williams. I'd have probably gone Rodri Williams. But, I mean, Rodri Williams has only got about three or four caps himself, so maybe that came into it. I don't know. And obviously, Dragons haven't been going so well. So, uh, but, like, with the, with the team that Wales has picked, I think I messaged you saying, like, I mean, obviously, I want Scotland to win, and I, I do think Wales are there for taking. But I've, I've fought that before, and Scotland have just fucking not turned up. But like, I think for Wales, I actually think it'll be good for them to lose in terms of trying to build, because if they lose and players like Bigger and Halfpenny don't perform, then they've 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 kind of got to go, uh, and you know, and then the likes of Sheedy and Reece Samet and is it Jonah Holmes and that. Can, can like be given and Johnny Williams and Tompkins and I mean you know if if the, if the old players that he's trusting don't perform then the new ones can come in and you know yeah. have like a clean slate. Yeah. So I mean I, I don't, kind of think that, part of me kind of thinks it'll be good for Wales to lose and lose like badly because <laughs> then he he's got I'm I'm I'm, I'm only I maybe I'm being a bit thinking but if they lose badly he's got to do something you know he's yeah. got to give people a chance at the moment. I think he's being a little bit safe with his picks, and I and I don't think he needs to be. I think he needs I, to be bold and brave. I mentioned, I, I said that last week as well. Though. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I text you the same thing. I mean, to be fair, as soon as teams were announced, me and Mike have been bloody texting each other all day. Um, for me, like I said, he's been, he's definitely been safe. He's picked that team. He's picked that back line. 
to hopefully win the game, I need to get a win on the board. Go with experience. Get we need a win. You know, and he said so much in, in the in the thing. I mean, maybe bigger going all together is a bit harsh. Half penny, I definitely agree with. I think he's been an unbelievable servant to Wales, but I do believe um I do believe we need we need to go down a new route, and you know whether that's Liam Williams. Liam Williams, we all know, is a world class fullback. Or you pick a Jonah Holmes, you throw Rowan Lloyd in. I don't know. I think something that Welsh fans need to um, consider, which is something I've been thinking about. And obviously, listen, we've come off an era with you know Warren Gatland for twelve years, where you know we've been a very successful team you know in that time I think we've won was it three Grand Slams and a Six Nations two semi-finals in a World Cup I realise it's not winning a World Cup but for a team like Wales to be in two semi-finals it's some achievement yep and are we coming to the end of a cycle and that's something you know I'm starting to sort of lean towards and it could be a tough couple of years for Wales if you look at, you know, you know, one thing I haven't said is congratulations to Alan Wynne-Jones for breaking the test cap record, 149 tests on Saturday. Unbelievable effort. Unbelievable. The second row to go for 149 games. Obviously, 149 not out, hopefully. Um, yeah, unbelievable effort. So, congratulations to him. Um, but we are coming to the end. You know, I mean, I, I said this controversially. When we talk about, we spoke about the... Wales Scotland game, all them, you know, the first episode or whatever we done. I didn't pick him for this game, did I? Because you know, at the end of the day, we do have to consider, you know, a pivot saying, could he go on to the next World Cup? We don't know. Do you know what I mean? Victor Matfield went for years, and I consider Alan Wynne Jones right up there with Victor Matfield, you know. But no one knows. Are we, you know, looking at a time where Ken Owens, Alan Wynne Jones, bigger Tipperick, Toby Falatow, John Davis, uh, Liam Williams, maybe. No, he's not. He's like 29 or something. You know, some of these players who've been mainstays of the world team and rocks, and, and, and pretty much every player I've mentioned there is either top class or a world class player, in my opinion. So I think we're coming to a stage now where, you know, I think we could. It could be a couple of, you know, a few years where, and, and every team's been through it, you know, Ireland had great teams. I mean, they've been quite consistent, but it kind of dropped off after a few of the players left. England, you know, they had all the greatness of the World Cup and then they had a, uh, a big dip under sort of Andy Robinson, Martin Johnson, all them sort of players have, uh, have gone. And it's, I'm with you. It's how quickly can you get, can you mix some of these players? You need to start mixing some of these players. While, while you're Alan Jones is your Tipperick, your Toby Falatows, your Ken Owens, players like that are still around, which is probably only for another year or two. They're not probably not going to play in another World Cup. You need to start mixing these players in with the experience. Otherwise, you, you know, you're potentially looking, you know, we could have a, some not great years, unfortunately. And the reality of that is it's horrible, you know, you know, I've been lucky enough that we have been fairly successful in the last 12 years. You know, we did win a Grand Slam. I've seen my first Grand Slam in 2005. So, you know, I've been quite lucky in that sense. But I've also, I mean, I've also remember starting, when I started watching Wales, they weren't very good then either. 
Um, so I think we could be turning there. If we could go for a bit of a, a rough patch. And um, so, yeah, interesting to see. I do believe we need to start getting new players in. I mean, if he's going to use the next three games to experiment and these all these players are going to get games, so be it. And I, I, if, if he sticks to that, I'll be I'll be quite happy with that. You, you know, as long as they don't take severe beatings against Ireland and England and they're competitive and they start to look better, I'll take that. They mean nothing to me. I know someone, obviously we we're talking, it was either Twitter, wasn't it, or someone, someone said there is ranking points. There is ranking points. And you can go up and down the rankings, but to me that it means jack shit because the World Cup well, groups now the World Cup groups are, are made, aren't they? Sorry, the seedings are done. So it gives a yeah. shit if you drop down two or three places now and come January, we we find, you know, we find Callum Sheedy's our best number ten and he's unbelievable at international level. We'll come to Six Nations, that's where we'll be a bit he might be a bit more competitive. So yeah, to me, I mean like you say for this game against Scotland. You know, we're fighting for fourth place. It means nothing. It means nothing. I know someone said as well, um, prize money. So I get that. There's probably more prize money from finish fourth to fifth, but I can't imagine it's huge. Um, so yeah, I'd like to him to be a little bit more adventurous. I definitely agree. With you. I think he's played it safe in the backs. He's played it. He's played it like a game that he's desperate to win. And he probably is. But like we've said, you know, neither one of one of us believe that he is under that pressure. And he sh- neither should he be. You know, if we're talking next autumn internationals and we haven't won a game, or we've been in a, we're still in a rut. Let's talk about it. But you know, he still needs time. Uh, but I still, I think he needs to start embedding some of these players. Yeah, that's true. I totally agree. So, moving on to our neighbours north of the border. The losing team. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, Scotland team has picked. Um, it wasn't loads of surprises. I think I picked to 23 and there was seven changes in it. Mum. Front row is, uh, so the front row pick was Sutherland, Brown and Ferguson, um, which I think was expected. I think mean, that's Scotland's front three at the moment with McAnally being out of form uh, in the second row Cummings and Johnny Gray so Johnny Gray back in after uh, winning in Europe I don't think there's any surprise there with that um, I think Cummings has made the match day squad in every every match day squad since uh, since his debut now so he's uh, becoming a real mainstay in the Scotland squad uh, Jamie Ritchie and Hamish Watson uh, on the flanks no surprise there he's the top two and then maybe a bit, a bit of a surprise number eight with Thompson, uh, Thompson in there. Um, I know he was injured uh, a couple of weeks ago, so I wasn't expecting him to play. I expected uh, Cornell Dupree to come in if Ferguson was injured as well. But uh, Thompson's come in, so it'll be good to see him. I've not seen him play for Scotland since the World he's Cup. Playing well for the Scarlets, to be honest, mate. To be yeah, fair, he's, to been, he's been playing well. He's all, I, from what, I mean, when I've seen him play for Scotland, he's, he's always done well. He's not really done much. Scotland when he's played it nationally yet, but he's not had any kind of like run of games or anything like that. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's clear that Townsend's a fan because he, whenever he gets an opportunity to pick him, he, he does pick him. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. And I think that number eight shirt is really, really up for grabs. The front seven, I generally think that's our, that's our, I mean, when I, picked the, when I did it, I picked that front seven. Uh, the only thing I didn't get right was number eight. So on that, so um, that'll be interesting to see how the pack go. 
Um, they've gone well in the Six Nations so far, and they were good last week as well. So, interesting to see how that goes. Uh, in the backs, um, so Ali Price, uh, Finn Russell returns. Hallelujah. Happy with that. Um, and then the centres, James Lang in the centre. I didn't pick, I thought Sam Johnson would play, um, but good to see James Lang. Uh, recovered from the injury that he had. I, I thought he was going to be out injured, but he's there. Chris Harris as well, obviously keeps his place. I don't mean that was a surprise. On the wings, Darcy Graham. I'd pick Duan, but it's uh, Blair Kinghorn that's come in, and then Stuart Hogg at fullback. I assume Kinghorn's come in to like you've done what you said with some of the Welsh players uh, because of the um, the how the weather's going to be, and obviously yeah. Wales kicked it like thirty times last week or something like that. So yeah. Nah, I say 30 times, it's probably about 330 times if I'm being honest. Yeah, so I think Scotland are probably pick, expecting a lot of kicking um, and obviously the weather not to be great and uh, King on better defensively and under a high ball than Duhan. Um, on the bench, McAnally, Cabell, Bergen, so same as last week. Uh, Toulis, Cornell Dupria, Steele, who's going to make his debut if he comes on, which is good to see. Uh, Hastings and Van der Merwe on the bench as well. So I was surprised Skinner didn't make the bench. I thought his versatility would have made him a shoe on the bench. Um, I thought Haney might have been on the bench as well, just for his physicality to come on. Um, and George Horn not being on the bench has, has surprised me. And I was discussing that with someone on Twitter today because I said he needs to leave Glasgow now. If that's if it gets the that's case, something I've been saying, isn't squad, it? He needs to leave Glasgow if he's not going to be first choice at Glasgow. The lad said to me, "Well, I actually think." Uh, Horn is better than Price. I actually agree with him. I do think Horn's better than Price, but yeah. David Rennie, Gregor Townsend, and um, and now Danny Wilson all disagree because they all pick Price. So um, for Glasgow, is he Scotland. Horn, not that I'm aware of. I've not seen anything about that. Um, right. It's a shocker, Hastings, isn't it? Yeah, Hastings on the bench. No surprise there. Um, with with uh, although I was at one point did think maybe it would be um, Hastings at ten and. Um, Russell at 12, but, you know, we can dream. That would have been good. And then if we had Hugh Jones at 13, I'd have literally, <laughs> literally just, I'd have had a full-on, I can't say it on here probably, but there we go. Um, and then, yeah, and then Van der Merwe on the bench as well. I think he could be very, very dangerous with 20 minutes to go. Um, with tired tired legs and things like that with him coming on. He could cause some damage if we if we get, get him a lot of ball. So, overall, I'm not, 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 Disappointed with the team. I think it's it's fairly fairly good. Safe maybe a little bit safe in the backs. We haven't really got um like Sam Johnson there to chuck the ball off or anything like that. You know, let's not really Lang's game either. He's definitely more of a, a ball playing twelve. But uh and obviously we haven't got um Van der Merwe coming in and getting over the game line like he does because he comes in off his wing quite a lot. So um you know, I expect Scotland to be using their forwards a lot more to get them the go forward ball rather than the backs. And then once they get quick ball, then get the backs into it and see what they can do. But like you said before, I expect the conditions to play a big part. A lot of kicking from probably from both teams, in fairness. And um, you know, because Scotland have got uh, Russell, Lang, and Hogg, all very, very good, and and um, King are all very good kickers at hand. So um, Scotland have plenty of options there. So it'll be. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a kick fest, if I'm being honest. Uh, trying to get positioning and then hopefully play from there. But yeah, fairly happy with the team. I'd like to see Van der Merwe start. I'd like to see George Horn in there. I'd like to see Stan Skinner in there. But overall, reasonably happy. Obviously, I'd like to see Matt Scott in there, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
bring back Matt Scott petition, mate. Yeah, we'll start like it. Start a, start a petition. That'll be all right, wouldn't it? We'll start. We'll start a petition tomorrow, mate. Bring back Matt Scott. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly happy. I think, I think Scotland have been so happy with how their forwards have gone uh, under the um, uh, John Dazeel and um, and uh, under Peter de Villiers with a scrum. I think that the Townsend's now got a lot of confidence in his in his um, in his forward pack, and um, I think they'll I think they'll try to to out muscle Wales in the forwards. I think they'll try. I'm not saying they'll, they'll be successful, but you know France, France did out muscle Wales. Scotland aren't quite the same beast as France, but they have been a lot more physical. Um, so I think they'll try and out muscle Wales in the forwards, and then and then and then try and set the backs free if they can. Um, but I think it's going to be. I do think it'll be a tight game, and I, I do think it could go either way. I'm hedging my bets to Scotland, but you know I've done that before, and it's it's massively backfired. So, well, for, for me, you know, listen, we're, we you know we like to think we're a fair podcast. I I, I believe we are. Parents have been fair. We, we do like to have our banter and stuff, obviously, but we're pretty fair. I, you know, I I put Scotland as favourites. Um, listen. I, I, in my heart, I believe Wales can win. We still have a lot of good players. We've obviously been down to the dumps. I think we have to be a little bit more. I mean, I, I've rewatched the game. So, you know, Saturday, I watched it after starting drinking from about half on the afternoon. So I had to watch the game back. It was a bad game. <laughs> I, I can't change that. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's things that we can do well. We started well. There's things we can do well. Our, our scrum was wasn't the worst last Saturday, um, considering how bullied we did get by the forwards. Their forwards, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, I mean, I think the problem. I think the reason one of the reasons why they picked Shane Lewis Hughes is to sort of have a bit more physicality around the breakdown. Obviously, Watson and Richie are quite good. Their Blade Thompson's actually quite good uh, in the breakdown as well. So, um, I think they've, they've sort of they've looked for that. Um, yeah, Scotland interesting when when they finally uh, your social media is te- like Scotland's social media, isn't it? It's terrible. <laughs> they were getting grief today because like Wales, what they do is they'll be like, "Oh, countdowns on fifteen minutes till we announce the squad." So obviously, adds to a little bit of excitement. So I was checking Scotland's. I wanted to see the team, and they had they were like they had our team up before theirs, which was quite funny. To a load of people replying, going, "Yeah, is there any chance you can have ours?" Um, <laughs> I don't know what time your lunch time is, but mine's usually twelve o'clock and all that. Like, so it's quite good banter. But yeah, once the team came out, um, I was a bit shocked. Lang shocked me, but I think that that might have been down to obviously Sam Johnson hasn't played a lot, and I think yeah. after after the Ospreys game. Um, that he was might, shit. Was yeah, I think I, I think I think Townsend might have gone. He's not ready, or you know, he's just not. I don't want to risk him. So I think that's that's done it. I mean, to me, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if they threw Harrison at twelve and um, Hugh Jones at thirteen, or the other way around. Um, yeah. And obviously, I think I think yeah, tactically, he's gone for Lang because he's a second receiver, another kicking option. You know, I'm hoping the weather isn't as bad, but it does look it looks atrocious. To be fair, um, Kinghorn they've def- they've definitely put King on Kinghorn on to no, not protect Duhan, 
But I believe if Doohan had started, he's obviously a weapon, but I do think Wales would have tried to, I'd imagine Liam Williams would have been on his wing, so I'd imagine they'd have probably tried to kick to him quite a bit. Um, so I think that's that's quite a good choice because, like you said, I think a player like him coming on with 20 minutes to go with tired players, um, uh, it's probably a better option. Damage. Yeah. yeah, do some damage when it's, it's obviously conditions might not be great. So, yeah, I mean... That like I think that's quite a settled Scotland squad, isn't it? I'd say you know Russell's come back in, but he is a settled member, isn't he? The settled yeah. member of the team. Um, yeah. So yeah, Wales have got a team. Both teams go in. I think you know Scotland now. Scotland are the favourites. Um, I suppose Scotland are a lot like Wales. They prefer to play as the underdog, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, Wales, Wales for years have always been better as as an underdog. I don't know, and like I know for me, you know, players like um, big your biggers and your half pennies and your tipricks and stuff. Not that tipric usually takes a lot of shit, but they have taken quite a bit this week. They usually come back better once they've had a bit of a uh, bit of grief. So I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I, I, Scotland the favourites. I'm going Scotland by five anyway. Right, so Scotland are favourites, but I am going to go Wales by five. Let's just equal it out. Yeah, happy days. Wales by five. I think I think it might be close. I think conditions will dictate. Maybe I'm not sure if it's going to be a great game. If it had been if it had been able to have it in the Millennium Stadium, if it was empty, it would have been a better game because I'm sure both teams would have agreed to have the the roof shut, and it made yeah. made it. Made it a better game for everyone, I think. I mean, hopefully, listen, hopefully they, they, they chuck the ball around a little bit as well. You know, chuck the ball in the air and then boot it, probably from Wales. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I think Wales is, like you say, I'm, I'm quite happy with Wales with forwards. You know, um, the back row is going to have to be really competitive because I think that's that's one of your strong points. Yeah. Um, you know, I think... Uh, I think Rowlands, Cummins, Gray and Alan Wynne-Jones, I think they match up quite well. Front row is really good for Scotland. That's obviously an area that Wales potentially may struggle in. Having Francis back is good, but obviously I'd, I'd probably give you the nod in the forwards just because you did scrummage so well in the uh, in the Six Nations, didn't you? So, yeah. um, for me, I, you know, I don't need to see Wales pushing people off the ball to secure your own ball. Um yeah, close game, close game. I'm sure there'll be a lot of banter on Saturday. I'm going to be on the beverages early. I, I... yeah, I'll be, I'll be on it early. I'm in a COVID, yeah. fairly COVID-free place, so I'll be out having a few beers in a pub because um, um, I'm not in the UK, so I can do that. So happy days. Yeah. No, I'll be, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll be stuck, stuck in the gaff. <laughs> football on and uh, sorry, rugby on and then. Wife can watch Liverpool at R5. So, yeah, yeah, it could be a good day. Yeah, so, listen, may the best team win, Wales. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, close game, close game. I'm sure, I'm sure something will happen in the game and we'll both be texting each other going, you're full of shit, you, mate. Full of shit, <laughs> it's definitely offside. Definitely forward pass. Brilliant. The only other thing is, like with Alan Wynne Jones, it's a pity that he's he's going to get this this uh, break the world record for caps in front of nobody. Nobody, yeah. 
I, I think a player like that deserves to have a 70 odd thousand in the Millennium Stadium to sort of uh, to react to it, which is unfortunate. So, yeah, good. Right then, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we're still friends next week. Um, yeah. Obviously, next week's pod. There's a few games from the Pro Four team which I haven't even, I haven't even looked at. Which unfortunately, I didn't even speak about the Cardiff game on Monday. Fuck. So, well, quickly, what we'll do is all I'll say is who wins. All right. So, uh, Dragons v Monster. Monster. Monster as well. Uh, Scarlet's Edinburgh. Scarlet. Scarlet's agreed. Um, and then Blues Ulster. Ulster. Yeah, agreed. Zebra Zebra Ospreys. Ospreys. I got Zebra because they're home. Uh, and then Glasgow <laughs> Leinster. Glasgow. Leinster. Leinster. Leinster all day, mate. Leinster all day. <laughs> Happy days. All right, sound. Yeah, nice one. Um, so, listen, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you are listening to this tomorrow before the game, let us know what you think. Let us know what you tick. Obviously, we, we, myself and Mike have had uh, a nice bit of interaction on social media, social media recently. Um, I know Mike's put on some uh, polls, which he's going to he's going to talk about now. I've kind of stolen his thunder there. Um, so obviously, we've had a little bit of back and forth, bit of bit of banter uh, about Matt Scott. So um, thanks to everyone who's sort of been in touch the the more interactions we have the better it means we can obviously discuss more things to get people's opinions we we believe we're correct but obviously sometimes someone might say something and we change our opinion probably won't happen that much right but so yeah mike yeah you put a few polls on didn't you yeah so uh, i have to find them all now the first one i put on was uh obviously i was gutted about matt scott and uh mark bennett not being in the squad Stand so up. i uh put a a poll out to say to see if people would rather have uh, Scott and Bennett in the squad ahead of players like uh, Lang and Grig, uh, Lang and Bennett, like and Scott and Grig basically tried partnerships, and uh, Scott and Bennett won with seventy one percent, so that cheered me up. Uh, some of the other polls we put on there, then I asked uh, who's going to win, Scotland or Wales, and uh, it's eighty three percent to Scotland. So that's all the evidence I need. I think Scotland are going to win. There's, there's a lot more Scottish fans on our Twitter than there is Welsh fans. I've been trying to I've been trying to add to them as much as I can. And then <laughs> uh, one of the ones asked was about who would play ten, twelve, and thirteen for um, for Scotland and Wales. And I got all the all the possible combinations I could think of, and they were all wrong. But most people for Scotland, forty percent, obviously uh, Russell, Johnson, and Harris. And then for Wales, it was a uh, oh, where's the Welsh one? Uh, bigger Tompkins, or... bigger Tompkins and Davies, and uh, <sighs> I didn't have Watkins in that one at all, so uh, I missed him out. Yeah. I, I didn't. Th- I, to be honest, I forgot about Watkins. I think Owen Watkins is a really good player. Had a few injury problems, but I mean, I wouldn't have had him out of Tompkins, and I Johnny Williams gets the one out. He seems like the sort of player that would have enjoyed. Sort of conditions on uh, on Saturday, so yeah, interesting. So I think one of them didn't we get like four hundred voters or something on one of them? Yeah, uh, with the Scotland Wales, who wins four hundred over four hundred. Yeah, votes. so yeah, so that's fantastic. Thank you very much for everyone. I know um, there's a couple of people who retweeted the vote for us. 
which yeah. is brilliant uh, as well. Scottish Thank you very rugby, much. Scottish Rugby Blog, uh, they retweeted it, and Rugby Scotland as well. That's probably why so many people think Scotland Maybe. Potentially lopsided the decision, but I mean, I agree. I do believe your favourite, so you know it's not not something in disagree. Yeah, but thank you very much for uh, retweeting. That's great. It, obviously, hopefully, we get a few more listeners or a few more followers out of it. That'd be fantastic. If you do want to get in touch with us or you want to see any of the polls, we do put stuff on uh, polls on Instagram and Twitter, and we do a bit on Facebook. I've been trying to sort of individually as. Uh, chat to some people on Facebook so if you do want to get in touch with us our Instagram and Facebook is Dragon Thistle Rugby and you can find us on Twitter which is at DT Rugby Pod all lowercase and like you say get in touch let us know Um, let us know your opinions on the game this weekend that'd be nice I want to find out what people think of the game Um, it's probably a game I'm going to have to watch back on Sunday to um to see it through different eyes, to be fair, because I'll probably be half cut by half time. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, anyone who's listening. We've had a few reviews on Apple Podcasts. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Keep them coming. Review us on wherever you listen, wherever you listen, and you can review, review, let us know. Any feedback's good feedback for us. So, great. Well, listen, everyone enjoy the game this weekend. Obviously, it's packed. Three other games, you've got Ireland-France, which is huge. You've got the England-Italy game as well. Mm, Absolutely Webster's that game. Come on, Italy. At least 50 for England. At least 50 for England. Uh, But come on, Italy. Uh, All the other games as well. So, listen, enjoy enjoy the game. Uh, Saturday, definitely have a few beverages. Definitely have a few cocktails. And uh, hopefully, you'll be listening next week. Thanks very much. See you later, bye. Brilliant. See you later, bye. Thank you.